Welcome back to the Rise and Shine podcast. My name is Johanna Kaiser, and I am so happy that you are joining me today. This podcast is about rising up to whatever you're envisioning for yourself and shining your brightest light out into the world. <laughs> If you think that sounded cheesy, then you're not alone. <laughs> But jokes aside, in this podcast, I would like to discuss just about anything that makes people grow be it in education, work, fitness, spirituality, or mindfulness. I am excited to explore with you the tools that can make us better, happier, and more fulfilled people, and that can help us to unlock our infinite potential together. Hello guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Rise and Shine podcast. Today, I have picked out a real treat for you all and also for myself because I will be talking about Gen Z today. Um, Gen Z is something that honestly has been confusing me a li little bit. It's kind of like weird to me that people are so different who are just a few years younger than I am. And especially since I'm at a university where I'm surrounded by Gen Zers all the time and I engage with them as well, It's just so weird that it, you know, sometimes feels to me like a completely different species. And I just thought I'd do some research on Gen Z and um, give you the rundown on what Gen Z is, where they come from, what makes them special, what makes them different from millennials. And I will actually start off this podcast by checking off the list how close you are to Gen Z based off um, stereotypes that people have about them. So I'm going to go through a quiz that I have found on BuzzFeed and we will be ticking off this list together. So you can either answer any of those questions with yes or no and then we will do the evaluation at the end. So let's get straight into it. So are you Gen Z based on the stereotypes that are out there? about them. One, you like to draw. Yes or no? Uh, for me, it's, um, I don't know, it's probably a no. You like to game. Definitely no. You have a Discord. Definitely no. You have a Twitch. I don't even know what that is, so no. You've dyed your hair. Yes, of course I have dyed my hair. You watch anime. No, I do not. You have TikTok. No. Mini, I don't have that either. You're bisexual. Um, I don't know. That's actually a difficult question. I don't think I'm bisexual. I think that women overall are like more attractive than men, but I wouldn't actually say that I am bisexual. So no, I'm not bisexual. Um, you prefer to type in lowercase. No, actually, I'm a grammar Nazi. I actually hate if people don't use uppercase, so nope. You mostly listen to indie alternative music, no. You like K-pop, no. You watch video essays on YouTube, no. You have an aesthetic, uh, like an aesthetic in like quote-unquote aesthetic, um, no, I don't think so. Or maybe I do, I don't know. Do I have an aesthetic? I don't know. I don't think so. You know what card is have... Huh? You know what card is or have made one? 
I don't even know what card is. No, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Okay, no. You've shopped and sold clothes on Depop. Yes, I've actually sold clothes on Depop. You own a bucket hat. I don't. No. You've worn a t-shirt, ironically. Uh, no, I have not worn a t-shirt, ironically. But I have worn other stuff, ironically. So maybe this should count as a yes, because I have worn stuff, ironically. You've played Among Us and enjoyed that and enjoyed it. Yes, I actually have done that. You're an introvert. I don't know. I feel like I'm both. I feel like sometimes I can be an extrovert. And I can like have small talk and like conversations with other people, but I also have an introverted side to myself. So I guess, yes, I'm an introvert. You own a pair of dad shoes or chunky sneakers. No, I don't. You deleted your Facebook. No. You wear mostly oversized clothes. No. You've successfully done a TikTok dance. <laughs> Hell no. Like, I cannot dance at all. And no, I would never... I, would, I mean, I wish I could do it. Honestly, I wish I could pull it off. But no, I have not done a TikTok dance. You want or you have a tattoo. Yes, I actually have one, two, three, four, five, six tattoos. And there is more to come. So I do have um, tattoos. You have depression and or anxiety. I'm gonna say yes, because I do. I mean, I'm a grad student. So pretty much every single grad student has either depression or anxiety. I feel like I have definitely like a little bit of anxiety, even though I usually try to not let it get the best of me. You have a therapist. Uh, no, I don't have a therapist. You've told someone, somebody, okay, boomer. Um, so to be very honest here, I have actually really tried my best to use this phrase at some point because I think it's it sounds kind of cool. It is kind of cool. It's like very much the vibe. And I actually, because I'm not a native speaker in English, I really try to use phrases that I hear people say in the colloquial English, but I have not been able to implement OK Boomer successfully. So I have to say no. You have a mullet. No, I don't have a mullet because I'm a woman. So no. You think emojis are cringe. Uh, no, I actually love emojis. You've spent hours watching other people play video games. No, I mean, who has time for that? Like, I do definitely not. You have more than two piercings. No, I have not. You swear a lot. Actually, yes, I do swear a lot. You shop at thrift stores. Yes, definitely do that. But for my, um, you know, for me, it is not so much because of my aesthetic, but it's more because I'm German and I'm like very, not like super frugal, but I like to recycle, upcycle, reuse things. So I actually really like um, the idea that you can like reuse things that you buy at thrift stores. You've put blush on your nose before and no, that just looks, I don't want to look like a clown. So I definitely have not done that. You have a favorite YouTuber. Um, I would say yes, but mm, yeah, I would say yes. Okay. You lean left politically. I think so. Yeah, I think so. You went through gifted kid burnout. Okay, I don't know what that is. I also have not been a gifted kid, so no. 
you've declared something or someone as cancelled. Oh hell yeah, I have done that so many times. Cancelled is one of my favorite words from 2020, so I've definitely done that. You want eye bags or like the way they look. Eye bags. Seriously? Like, no, I don't, I don't like them. I also don't want them. If I have them, it doesn't make me happy, so no. You enjoy reading. Yes. You watch true crime shows. No. You have nostalgia about the late 2000s. Um, I don't even know what happened there, so I would say no. You're in a group chat. Yeah, of course. You have done something for the aesthetic. Oh yeah, I, I definitely have. Yeah, for sure. You love hot Cheetos. No, I have honestly never had a single hot Cheeto in my life. I have no idea what they taste like and I don't feel like I'm missing out. So no, you don't drink. No, I do drink. Um, I try to really cut down on it, but I don't, I do still drink. So I have to say no to this. You hate America. <laughs> no, I, I don't hate America. Um, I do have one or two bones to pick with America, but I don't hate it. So no, you own a record player. No, I don't own a lot of things because I'm a student. I'm also an international student and I move all the time. So I just don't own a lot of stuff, which is fine. You ship characters and ship in like quotation marks. I don't even know what that means, like ship as, as in relationship, probably. Uh, but no, I, I don't know what that means, so I have to say no. Your favorite color is pink. No, you're not religious. Yes, I'm not religious, that's correct. You like John Mulaney. Oh yes, I love John Mulaney. He's one of the best comedians I actually know from the US. You own over-the-ear headphones. Uh, no, I don't. You know how to put eyeliner on hooded eyes. Uh, no, I don't. You don't want children. No, I do want children for sure. You don't smile in photos. No, I do smile in photos. I think it's just nicer. I don't know. But I'm also not good at taking photos. So what do I know? You're good at making memes. Actually, yes, I have made memes before. I'm actually, I think I'm good at making memes. You take the decoration of your room very seriously. Um, yes and no. I feel like I take it more seriously than most Americans, but I don't take it like super seriously. Like it's not something that like defines me so much. You're currently in a fandom. Um, I would say yes. I actually go through phases like that. I go through phases where I have like, ce not celebrity crushes, but like, you know, where I feel like people are super cool and I fangirl them a little bit. Yes, definitely do have that. You use more than two streaming services. Um, no, I actually don't have any streaming service. I just use my boyfriends. <laughs> um, you prefer cats over dogs? No, definitely prefer the dogs. You have a skateboard. Um, uh, yes and no. Okay, this is a very interesting story. I do have a skateboard back in Germany, but it is not my own skateboard anymore. I actually gave it up and I gave it to my sister because when I was back in Germany and I was riding my skateboard, I had a horrible accident that I'm like traumatized by. And in that accident, I lost one of my front teeth. And now I do have a replacement tooth. 
And I don't have a skateboard anymore because after that happened, I was like, okay, I'm done. No skateboarding for me anymore. So no, I don't have a skateboard. Are you a vegetarian? So you're vegetarian or vegan? No, I'm not. I still eat everything. You have no faith in the future. Actually, I do, which is a very millennial um, outlook on the world. And we will get into that in a minute. You know your Myers-Briggs type Enneagram number. I know what the Myers-Briggs type is and I did the test once but I don't actually remember it and I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't really, yeah, I don't buy too much into it or like, yeah, I mean maybe it's true but I don't really know what to make of it but I don't know, I feel like it's interesting to test that because I think it tests things like if you're like an introvert, if you are like emotional person or more rational person or something like that. So it is an interesting thing to like test about yourself, but it is not something that I would buy into. Um, you take BuzzFeed quizzes. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Well, as we can see, I did take that one BuzzFeed quiz. So I'm going to say yes to that one. This was the test in which you were supposed to be able to determine if you are Gen Z. Um, so if you have answered, I mean, it was not that hard to figure out. If you have answered those questions for yourself with a yes, then you, you are Gen Z or you definitely share a lot of characteristics with Gen Z. And if you answered most of the, those questions with a no, which I feel like I did, um, then you're not Gen Z and... Um, I feel like this quiz pretty much uh, reflected my sentiment about Gen Z, which is that I do find them interesting. I do find them kind of cool, actually. But um, I don't really think that I count as a Gen Z person. And I will now turn over and get into some of the stats and facts about Gen Z that I have found on the internet and that I find wildly interesting. Okay, so what we think of Gen Z nowadays are people who were born between the years 1997 and 2015. So this means that our generation Z ranges between the ages of 6 and 24 years old as of 2021. And so I know that there might be differences uh, of Generation Z among different countries and we will actually get into that a little bit later but for now I'm going just to focus on Gen Z as it stands in the US because that's you know what I experience the most here and what fascinates me the most. So what I found on the internet is that Gen Z is a generation that grew up in kind of a world of very fast-paced change. So Gen Z grew up um, having the US's first black president, also the legitimization of gay marriage, which, you know, puts Gen Z under different uh, preconditions as other generations before. Also, Gen Z are more likely to have grown up in diverse family structures. So, for example, it could be a single parent household, it could be a multiracial household, or it could be a household in which gender roles are blurred. So, as a result of this, Gen Z is less likely to be irritated by things like um, differences in race, sexual orientation, or 
religion. So Gen Z, in a nutshell, is just more woke than you are. Definitely more woke than I am. Um, Wikipedia also says that Gen Z, compared to previous generations, um, is more well-behaved. They are more risk-averse. They don't like taking risks. And and that a reason that I found for that is um, that I have not found on Wikipedia, but elsewhere, is that Gen Z um, grew up in the wake of the Great Depression, I think of 2008 or something like that. And that's why they grew up in uh, with parents who have less um, economic security. And that's why they don't like to take risks, especially financial risks. Also, Gen Z tends to live more slowly than the millennials, for example. Um, they have lower rates of teenage pregnancy, which is very interesting. They also consume less alcohol, which, you know, we just saw in the BuzzFeed quiz. But they do um, perhaps consume other psychoactive drugs. Also, Generation Z teenagers are more concerned than older generations with academic performance and also with job prospects. And they are better at delaying gratification than the millennials, for example. There are also, um, there's this term out there, um, digital natives. And this means that Gen Z is actually a generation that was born with little or no memory of the world as it existed before smartphones and the internet. And I am a millennial. I definitely remember what life was like before the internet and what life was like before smartphones because I didn't have a cell phone until I was, I think, like 13. Didn't have a smartphone, of course, because they just didn't exist. And also my family did not have internet at home until... I was like 14 or something like that. So I grew up without all of that. So another thing that I find really interesting about Gen Z is that they have so much racial diversity among them. So previously, the generations of young people in the US used to be a majority of white people, then some Hispanic people, some black people, some Asians, and so on. But now Gen Z actually only has 52%. So just a little bit more than half of non-Hispanic white people. And then one in four, so 25% of Gen Z are Hispanic, 14% are black, 6% are Asian, and 5% are any other race or more than two races. And it is interesting that um, the Census Bureau actually projects that by 2026, the generation um, the, of young people to come will actually be a majority of non-white. So less than 50% people, 50% of the people in the US will be white. So it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. Um, it also has to do with the fact that uh, Gen Z actually sees diversity as one of the most important features of a modern society, which is, you know, a great, you know, I think a great outlook. Um, it's also uh, important to note that Gen Z, like I said before, places so much emphasis in their education and uh, career trajectory. And it is um, striking to see that we have the highest percentage of young people enrolled in colleges, namely 57%. 
of young people, Gen Zers, are enrolled for higher education in college. Compared to millennials, um, which was the number was taken in 2003, 52% of millennials were enrolled in higher education. And in 1987, which was the time of Gen X, uh, only 43% of people were enrolled in higher education. So that's really cool. People are getting more educated. Love that. Um, like I said, career and finances are super important for Gen Z as well. Um, millennials, on the other hand, are more are more optimistic generation. Uh, they grew up during uh, an economic boom and therefore their spending habits are very different from the spending habits of Gen Z. While millennials like to shop more and spend money on the experience, Gen Z is more frugal. They grew up watching their parents take huge financial hits during the Great Recession. So this generation has been shaped by economic pressure and they are more pragmatic because of that. They value stability, they have conservative spending habits, they like stable jobs and smart investments. I have to say that I personally see that in Gen Z and I also see the difference to millennials because I know that people my age really like to, you know, have the experience. They spend money on customer service. They spend money on, uh, I don't know, just nice like service at a, a spa or at the restaurant or something like that. And yeah, maybe Gen Zers don't do that so much. Like, I don't know. And I also see how Gen Zers are pretty frugal if I can put it like that so I have seen YouTube videos by Gen Zers who give you advice as a 21 year old for example how to make like a, a five-figure income when you're 20 when you're 21 so that kind of stuff so that is also part of the reason why I'm so impressed by Gen Z partially because they do have their shit together so much they know how to work money they know how to, you know, how to be smart with their money at a very young age, which is something that a lot of millennials, as far as I know, really struggle with. So, but then Gen Zers, other than millennials, they put a lot of value, not in things like customer service, but in authenticity of brands and shops. So here's how I mean this. So um, Gen Zers they really feel like they need to vibe with a brand when they make a purchase because they generally don't trust brands as much as millennials do. So when you think of millennials and you know, I myself growing up, I really liked to, for example, wear branded clothes because you know, wearing a brand um, says something about your status, says something about your financial situation and um, wearing like no name stuff just isn't as chic as wearing brands and Gen Z on the other hand they don't place that much trust and value in brands but they do place a lot of value in a brand's authenticity or how the brand makes itself appear uh, relatable to the customer. So for example, Gen Z is interested in finding brands that seem to mirror their own ideals and beliefs. For example, um, if you look at a website, you will nowadays find 
a lot darker, a lot lower quality images that seem to be taken by, you know, private people and not that seem and that not seem to be as part of a commercial um like shoot or something like that. Uh Gen Z tends to trust a brand more when they seem to show real customer images, when they um seem to show, you know, mirror selfies taken by people at home, or at least seemingly taken by people at home and it's really interesting because I see that now when I go to online shops I see a lot more images that seem to be taken in people's homes and by you know private people by influencers or yeah just yeah that have more of the cozy homey authentic vibe that is something that catches the attention of Gen Z and maybe not so much of the millennials they also love ads that feature real people or what seems to be real people. So that is, they want to see people in all colors, shapes, and sizes. Or in short, Gen Z wants to see content that is actually attainable, or seems attainable, and that is not overly polished. Okay, so this is just some of the most interesting pieces of information that I have found online that, um, yeah, I see as a clear contrast between Gen Z and uh, the generation of millennials, which I am a part of. So far, I've only focused on the US really and how, you know, the economics and uh, like racial backdrop of the US shapes the generation Z. But now I actually want to think a little bit more about the global picture of Gen Z. And to do that, I have actually interviewed one of my friends, Ksenia, who is from Russia, and I have asked her what she thinks is one of the greatest differences between Gen Z and um, previous generations. Guys, you can hear that the sound quality of this recording is pretty bad right now. So I'm going to paraphrase for you what Xenia said. Xenia has a very interesting hypothesis on generations. Whenever there is a breaking point in history, societies change. And there is a split between generations. In Russia, there was a split when the USSR was abolished and therefore... The generation that was born within the Soviet Union, which is Xenia's parents, has a very different outlook on life. They basically grew up in a different country, which is what Xenia says here. This is why Xenia says that there is a split between generations and they have issues communicating with each other because they don't share the same values anymore. Xenia says that she had a lot of issues with her parents growing up because the worldview that her parents have just simply didn't apply to the world that Xenia lived in. I didn't understand my parents and me and my parents have uh, some 
Okay, so what Xenia says is that for Russia, the Generation Z is a generation that is born by parents who themselves grew up in the post-Soviet era. So they and their children, Gen Z, share the same outlook on the world and therefore they have fewer problems communicating than the generation of millennials whose parents grew up in the Soviet era. So as you can tell, I find Xenia's hypothesis absolutely fascinating and I'm curious if it is possible to apply this hypothesis about the split between generations in a country such as the US as well. In the US, definitely one of the biggest factors that could divide a family is migration. Gen Zers, they are less likely than millennials to be immigrants because only 6% of the Gen Zers were born outside of the US. However, Gen Zers are more likely to be the children of immigrants. 22% namely of Gen Z have at least one immigrant parent and only 14% of the millennials have an immigrant parent. So does this mean, for example, that a Gen Zer that has parents that were born outside of the US but they themselves have been born in the US have that kind of split between the generations and if so, does this split in the generations play out in the same way as, for example, Xenia referenced when she said that she, a millennial, who also has like different characteristics from a Gen Zer, so does that split play out in the same way between a millennial and the previous generation, or does this split play out differently with the Gen Zers, as we will see it in the years to come? Um, one of the most uh, yeah, distinguishing factors maybe inside the US that could lead to a split in generations is definitely migration. So in the US, Gen Zers are slightly less likely than millennials to be immigrants. Only 6% of Gen Zers are born outside of the US. However, 22% of Gen Zers have at least one immigrant parent compared to millennials uh, of whom only 14% have at least one immigrant parent. So for those 22%, the fact that their parents grew up in a different country and possibly have different worldviews, possibly have different values, could actually be such a dividing factor as we have seen Xenia describe when she talked about the USSR versus the country of Russia after the abolition of the USSR. And I actually have an example for that that I would like to share with you. It is from a friend of mine that I have spoken to recently and I don't want to share their name because I would like to keep them anonymous because this information is pretty private. So my friend grew up in the US and was also born in the US but their parents are from Vietnam. Growing up, my friend did not even speak the same language as their parents because their parents had just come to the US, they barely spoke English and they didn't learn English in school formally. But they did not speak their parents' native language, Vietnamese. And so when I asked my friend, how did you then communicate with your parents? They said, 
oh, I just pointed at things. And I didn't know how to respond to that because this information seemed really, really crazy to me. Imagine how much it must impact the relationship between you and your parents if you can't even speak to them. And how much we take language and a shared language between parents and children for granted. But in this instance, we can clearly see it is not something that everybody can take for granted. I find it interesting that, at least in the US, Gen Zers might have factors like migration and things like that that potentially could create a divide between generations just like Xenia has explained to us in her case with her parents growing up in the USSR and she growing up in post-USSR Russia. And I'm wondering if there are other factors as well that could drive such a split between generations. So not only migration, but I don't know, maybe other things. And maybe in the future, maybe even COVID or something like that could have an impact like that on a divide between generations. For example, the babies that are just born during the pandemic, maybe there will be a factor like that that will impact them growing up in their relationship with their parents. So as you can tell, I'm super curious about this topic. I don't feel super competent talking about it because I'm not a sociolo sociologist or anything like that. But if you have any thoughts that have been sparked during this podcast, if you have any thoughts, please reach out to me, shoot me a DM on Instagram and let me know what your thoughts are on this topic. I'm so curious to know. Okay, that's it, friends. I really hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed making it for you. If you did so, please go ahead, shoot me a DM and let me know what was your favorite part about this episode. Also, it would be the greatest gift to me if you could actually subscribe to my podcast and share this episode with somebody who you think could benefit from it today. Your support is so important to help this podcast continue to grow. And now, off you go. I wish you an amazing week with moments of growth and moments to be still and just shine. Until next week, friends. Namaste.